Peace, love, and blessings, the podcast where we're here to educate, motivate, and inspire you to do better in every aspect of your life. I'm your host, David Ross. And I'm Dr. Nicole Ross. Now let's jump into the show. This episode of Peace, Love, and Blessings podcast is sponsored by plbinspires.com. Check out plbinspires.com for all the latest inspirational apparel and more. Visit plbinspires.com today. What's going on, everybody? Peace, love, and blessings podcast. And we're back. Yay! <laughs> back for another episode. Today's episode is kind of near and dear to me because for the past, I would say, maybe since COVID, for the past, what's that, two and a half years? Yeah. A topic that I've seen and read so much more about than I had had done previously to COVID was generational wealth and legacy building. That was something that is just to me, I don't know why. I mean, I'm pretty sure people were talking about it prior to, but I don't know why it just seemed like when COVID happened, the world shut down. Not all of a sudden, everybody's like, get you an LLC to leave behind for your kids. Right. So I'm like, listen, we got to talk about this. Let's talk about, what is generational wealth? What is leaving a legacy? What does that look like exactly? Right, right. And for me, I think that that's different for everybody. That's different for, you know, each situation. But like you said, I I really feel like it has been a topic, but just recently has been really hyper hyped up to where everybody's saying, you know, let's create generational wealth or let's create a legacy and I think those are com- beginning to be synonymous for just like buzzwords for right. generating money. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that nowadays it's so much bigger than just generating money. Whenever we're talking about those those type of situations, it's like um, how do you protect generational wealth is mm-hmm. what I really want to sit and get in- into in this in this episode. Well, not just how you protect it. I think it's important to identify it. And what mm-hmm. is it exactly? Right, right. <clears throat> because it's not just leaving your kids an LLC. Right, right. So with that being said, uh, what do you think? What from from your lens? What it, what would you say that um, generational wealth is or legacy building is? From my lens, generational wealth is 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 just that is is developing, establishing, leaving behind a a generation of wealth and wealth takes on many forms generational wealth is not just attached to money right in my opinion generational wealth is leaving behind the wealth of peace the wealth of relationship with god and knowing you know who we are in him the wealth and knowing that Guess what? The world is going to do what the world does, but we are victorious. We are overcomers. That is what generational wealth for me, having that mindset, I guess is what I'm trying to say, having the right mental capacity to deal with the things in this world, because it seems like they just keep getting crazier and crazier. But if I can leave behind something that's like, you know what, no matter how crazy it gets, I know I'm going to be okay. That's what generational wealth means to me. That's so it's more than just money. It's more than just leaving, like I said, leaving an LLC or making sure that there's money behind. Because guess what? If you leave money behind 
and you haven't taught your kids or your generations to come after you what to there do with go. that money. You go. haven't taught them because there's people that got loads of money that's killing themselves every day. Right, right. So if you haven't taught them what it is to have a peace of mind and know that they are not of this world, then that it, it, it means absolutely nothing. Just to rewind back for, for a little context of, of, of where we're coming from with this whole piece. What what really kicked this 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 um conversation of this episode off for me was when we was talking to mom over Thanksgiving and we was talking about how land and things was was not handled properly and and, and properly um transferred down to right. family members and and not understanding how that affects so many different generations. And what you're saying is like just then the mindset, right? Mindset Behind has it. a huge component to play in that. It it's has not a huge just the component. assets, but it's the mindset. Absolutely. To so to a little bit more, like you say, backstory. Uh, we just came out of the holidays, and I was having a conversation with my mother, and you know, she was just kind of giving me history on my family, and you know, just I have family. My grandmother, we just celebrated her 101st birthday. Praise the Lord. That's so awesome. Ooh. And so, yeah. Yes. So we were just talking about, you know, where she was born, you know, how she was brought up and she was brought up. She was born in Louisiana. She was brought up. And so they had family. We had family in Georgia as well. Her mother died. My grandmother's mother died at a young age. Her mother's aunt, which would be my grandmother's great aunt, they had, you know, land and property and things of that sort. And instead of rightfully giving that down to my grandmother and her family, the land that they had, they sold it. And I was like, man, that's crazy. My mom was saying how, you know, yeah, she should have given it to my mom and da, 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 da. And I'm like, absolutely. But the mindset was different, right? right for her, right. you know, the great aunt was like, I'm about this money. She was trying to get the money for it. And right. then I heard that she wasn't a very nice lady. That's a whole nother podcast <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but we, but but the fact that the matter is, is that we have that happening to this day right. where, you know, we get our hands on something or we own something. And, and instead of valuing that or being willing to pass it down, we just we're, we'd rather have the money. Right. And that's the unfortunate side of it. So that's why I'm like generational wealth to me it's not about money because money can come. You can get more money. You can find ways to make money. Absolutely. But when you're talking about generational wealth, I'm talking about peace of mind. I'm talking about making sure that because understand this. When people have, just like they say, okay, well, people deal with uh, diabetes or they deal with high blood pressure or this passed down in their family, things like that. Guess what? So is mental health. Yeah. yeah. And so if you don't have the mental capacity, I can leave you a billion dollars. But if you don't have the mental capacity to know what to do with that. Yeah. Then that means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So it's generational wealth is more than just about money. Now, keep in mind that I do advocate for making sure that you have a life insurance policy. <laughs> when you're when you die, your baby shouldn't have to be doing a GoFundMe, vice versa. When your kids die, you shouldn't have to be doing a, a GoFundMe on them. You should have everybody Facts. needs a life insurance policy. If you don't have one, look it up. Contact your local agent, well, whoever you want to go through. Make sure you get you a life insurance policy. And it doesn't have to be for an astronomical amount of money. It should be enough, though, to bury you when right, you die. Right. Because guess what? When we came into this earth, 
One thing that was guaranteed was that we was going to leave. I promise you, you got to leave here. You got to leave here one day. And we don't <laughs> yeah, know when, you, you know, go. nobody knows when or what time or however like that. But, you know, you're going to die. And so make sure you do have that policy for no other reason than to make sure that you're covered. You're buried. You know, um, when you're buried, you're covered. The finances are covered for that side. But, yeah, so generational wealth to me goes so much more than just, you know, create your LLC, put your kids on your payroll and leave some. No, no, it, it's, yeah. it's so much deeper than that. And, and for, for, for me, I want, I want to go back and, and put a pin in something that you said, um, started talking about insurance and I'm, I'm going to jump into that later. Yeah. Uh, later on in, 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 in our conversation. But whenever you start talking about things handed down, especially like mental health, Right. That goes that goes both sides though. If oh, you 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 if you could pass down a strong work ethic, a, a and that strong was my mentality. point. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, that was my point. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. You, you could you pass can. that down too. So and that's that's where you're going, having the right mindset about yeah. about money, yeah, about people, about how you handle situations. And I think that a lot of times we don't have those conversations. And have real conversations and sit down and how do you feel about this? Right. Especially with our kids, whenever we start talking about passing down assets and different things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's phenomenal that everybody's starting LLCs and understanding that you could pay your kids and put them on their payroll and it's tax free. That's great. But how do we move past that point and having their mindset locked in to where, look, you see the whole whole operations of everything that's going on yeah so now when the kids are sitting in the seat when we can't sit in the seat any longer then they have the mindset and understanding how to continue to keep this wheel rolling absolutely yeah no you hit it right there that's what i was saying like you passing that down and so you know when I'm long gone, you know, my kids will be able to say, yeah, no, moms didn't handle situations like that. She dealt a little bit differently when stuff came up, when stuff got out of, you know, that was challenging or, or tough for her. I remember she processed it this way or she handled it that way. And and then I want them to be able to learn from that. That's what I want to be able to pass down from them versus it being, yeah, mom turned up. She went off. She fought. She did this and she did that. That might be a part of my past. But I don't want them to see that now as I'm bringing them up because I prayed and asked God to deliver me from that. And so now I want to show them something different so that they now can be and do something different as they get older in their life. And they can pass that on to their kids as well. And see, I I, I want my kids to have some, that grit. I want them to have that. Yeah. That, that grind. You got to look I, at I, where I, that I, grit I, came he, from, he, though. He, here's the thing, though. Here, here's the thing. I want them to understand that God can use all of that and, and God can, God can use it in a God. Well, let me say this. God uses it within me in my everyday moves. Now the things that breaking those generational curses, absolutely. But that still don't change the fact that a matter that I still have that fight <laughs> in me. And and I we talk to our kids about that very very clearly so they understand. Now some of the times that it, that that those situations jump up, am I using it correctly? Sometimes maybe not. Am, am, am I using it correctly? Mm, 
It just depends. But that, you that have to ethic, look I, I, back. I, I feel that kids need that. Well, that, the work that, ethic. That, that, that dog that, I mean, that work ethic is no doubt. You're absolutely correct. They got to know how to work hard to get what they want. But I'm talking about the fight. I'm talking about the anger. I'm mm. talking about that's okay, what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. So that's what we don't We're need to pass down. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Being able to work hard and, and you know, do what they have to do to, to get what they want. Absolutely. Put in the work. Nothing comes easy. Absolutely. So, no, that's something that we're teaching them absolutely right now. Like, listen, y'all want this. They used to, you know, <laughs> dad, they're used to, they want something and they come and they ask and come on, let's go get it. And it's like, hey, no. And that's, hey. that to, to my point, I'm glad you just said that because now <laughs> yeah. in the age and stage that they're in in life, they got to know that we ain't, it's not going to just be, I'm asking for it and I got it. It's that's true. not what it's going to be. Yeah. That's how they get that work ethic, sir. You can't just give us give them everything and then be mad and when I'm they don't not, know how I'm to work saying, hard for what they want. I'm not saying that I do that, but what I am saying is that the expectation of, of you working. Now my kids work hard. Now we, you can't say that they they they, they got one job. Yeah, they got one job. That's to go to school and get great grades. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. And if you doing your job, then that's guess what? I'm I'm gonna make sure you good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that that I, I can't I I can't I can't knock knock that because they, they work hard. They work their behinds off. Yeah. And I and I and I reward that, you know. They do. They I, do. I salute that. So. They do, they work, they work, they do, they do their thing in school now, that's for sure. You know, we just have to make sure we carry that over, though, when it comes to the work ethic and it comes to now I'm 16 and I want a car and yeah, you got to get a job. Right, 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 so right. making sure that they understand that work ethic, that's going to come along with it. But but no, my point is, is like I say, going back to just that, that when it's generational, what there's so much more than just money it is. and finances. Agreed. And I a lot of people. Unfortunately, they miss that side of it. And they miss it, though, because guess what? It wasn't anything that was passed down to them. So if they don't know it, like I know my mother reminds me probably now more than she should. But she's always talking about, if I die, something happened to me. I got papers here and y'all going to have this and I got this policy here. So she's always telling me. So she's always made that known. Like, you know, we need to make sure we have a will, a trust, uh, insurance policies, those things that have been passed down. To my family, to me, I know my brothers as well, so that we know and understand that the power and the importance of that. And I'm glad that she said that, and, and I'm, I'm on transition kind of into to where we was talking about having insurance and making sure that you have a, mm-hmm. your assets set up to be protected. Yeah, that has been one of the biggest things that I've seen in our community. And one of the biggest problems that I've seen in our community, I think that we've 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 had very successful situations in, in many families, mm-hmm. but didn't understand how to protect the assets which were in the family. And I say that because most situations, a lot of families had had land, had stores, had all different kinds of situations going on but wasn't able to secure it due to taxes, due to not understanding what it took to get the land mm-hmm. or whatever asset it was. And not only under not understanding how the, they got the asset, but then 
not understanding how to protect it regardless of whoever comes in contact with it. Right. So like you said, like a trust, a will is great. You know what I'm saying? But whenever you start talking trust and different things like that and setting things up to where the trust is the bank for the family, that's a different, that's a different level. And we never was privy to information and being in rooms with conversations like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing as you, what they say is, you know, better, you do better. Right. Right. And when it comes to, first of all, let's not undervalue a will because we need those too. Yeah. Those are especially important for situations where, you know, you end up in a hospital room or something like that. People need to know what to do with you, how to do, how to handle, you know, you if, if those type of things, but having a will is very important to my point. Once you have multiple businesses that we're talking about getting LLCs that everybody talks about getting, in my opinion, that is where the trust becomes almost essential. Absolutely. You have to have it at that point because now you got other entities that are, it's not just you, it's other entities that are connected to you that you need to make sure are covered as well. When it's just you, it's Will, you know, and, and really if it's just you and you working and you got a few things going on with your stocks and bonds and that type of stuff, You should have a trust as well. But when it's just you and you have businesses, you need to have a trust. That is essential that you have the right trust in place to protect you and what you own. Totally agree. Totally agree. And that's that's something that I really wanted to kind of dive into because we really we used to holler back in the days, trust fund, baby. Mm-hmm. Not we 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 was joking about it, but she was like, "Really, that was brilliant because people setting up their assets to be able to Absolutely. even as they're gone, yeah, they still have control over the assets because it's locked off into a trust, yeah." And that's we 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 missed that part. I I feel that we missed that part because it wasn't something that we were you know. The wisdom. you We didn't have that intelligence. We didn't have that knowledge. It wasn't shared with us. I'm glad you just said that about the whole trust fund, baby, because, yeah, people would say that. But understanding that, guess what? And unfortunately, in the African-American community, that's not something that we've been privy to. So it was easy to try to, you know, maybe pick on someone, per se, growing up because, oh, they got all this money or they come into school in the bins and they only 16 and they got all these different things. But, yeah, their family positioned them right. to be able to do that. Right. Whereas for us in our culture in the African-American community, we tend to struggle more. You know, that's no different than when our kids get 18. You getting out of my house and that type of thing. But it's like, wait Worst a minute. Worst advice in the world. Yes. Yeah, are, are we really positioning our kids for the for for success by doing that, no. or we just taught when you grow and you gotta go, and it's, so it's it's a lot that could be said about that. It's, it's that mentality, like yeah. you're 18 and then you throw the kids out to the world and haven't had any real world experiences. Now you upset with them because they're out in the world and they fumbling and they're struggling. Yeah, and that's a problem. Yeah, that that is a a huge problem that that we um we really have to take another look at and, and, and especially in just our generation. Sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, because definitely. I, I don't, I don't feel that somebody should be sent out ill-equipped and then they're judged because, you know, they're figuring out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's absolutely just baffles me. And I mean, we lived through that. That was, that was, that was our generation. Oh yeah. So now 
I think that, and, and it's funny. Baby, I left home when I was 17 years old <laughs> to go off to college. So absolutely. So, and, and wow, but here's what's so, so, so wow. Because we talk about the, the this generation, the millennial, what is it, what is the X and G? Yeah, we probably a Z. We probably back at A. I don't know what <laughs> generation we got now. These kids, I have but no idea. We talk about um, how they handle situations, how they have all the information, but the the work that the this they do that they don't want to do this or that. But what I beg to differ is what have we shown them? Right. What have what that's our creation. That is what we did. You know, we I we came up in in, in the era where you went outside and played. Your butt was outside all day. You drank water from the water faucet, <laughs> the I mean, water hose. Yeah. And I think that that was that created something. It did, but we can't hold them to those same standards. And that's what though. I'm saying. That's, That's what the I'm thing, because our childhood no different that. than than our childhood being different than our parents' childhood than their parents' childhood. So we can't hold them to those same standards. We have to find a way in this day and age to kind of see how can we help to 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 nurture and to cultivate and because even going outside and playing all day while well, that was cool that was a part of childhood but it's like we still talk about things like communicating we gotta be able to yeah. talk to our kids yeah and spend yeah. time with our kids because really do we know our kids if they're outside and they're gone all the time like no you gotta so it's other Man, factors you ain't know your parents your that. parents was working and you- <laughs> exactly <laughs> so and, and and with that being said just just focusing on the, on the point of being able to pass down just generational wealth, understanding the gaps um, in communication and understanding where they are too, because they are, they have a whole different mindset and a different thought process than we do, especially when it comes to like businesses and finances and different things like that. Well, that's why we got to communicate though. I know we already talked about that on a different episode, but that kind of solidifies my point of like communication in any relationship, not just in a boyfriend or girlfriend, husband and wife. It's in, it's important in any relationship because that's how we, that's the game changer is talking to our kids is having those different and sometimes difficult conversations, but that's how we get in their world. That's yeah. how we know what they're thinking. Yeah. That's how we know what they're dealing with when they go to school every day, or we know what thoughts they're processing because they they're trying to figure it out just like we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we got to have those conversations. And I think that we miss that as well. They they having their own experience while we're having our experience exactly as well. Yeah. Um. Here's here's a question that I have. If you had to choose one avenue to protect a business, your business, to hand it down to, say, three different kids, what would that be? What, what do you what, mean an avenue to what, protect say, a business? What, what, would you use a trust? Would you use a, um, a will? How would, you, how would you prefer to... Well, you to, definitely need to have a trust when it comes to business. And, I, and if I'm understanding your question correctly, an avenue to me would be to get it trademarked. Okay. Because once you own the okay. name and the brand, yeah, then it can go down 
10 generations later, it's still yours. Gotcha. Nobody can come and nobody can come and take that. Nobody can come and steal that. So that would be my number one thing is trademarking. You know, when you're talking about business, trademark mm. it. So that way you it's yours. And nobody and you can send out a, a cease and desist letter to anybody who tries to steal it, take it. Or if you want to sell it, you can sell it to them, but you that, own it. And so see, that's how you think pass about that. that. Down. I ain't even come at it from that angle. Yeah, that's a trademark. Good. That's that's why that's so important, and a lot of people miss it, because getting a trademark is an expense, okay? It can cost you a couple thousand dollars, but once you get it, it's yours. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole fiasco with, you know, Kanye and um, the other two gentlemen that own the trademark now. <laughs> um, and I won't even say to what it is, but mo- the world know what I'm talking about. Whenever it's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's okay. Oh, you don't know, you don't know what I'm talking I about. I have no it. idea, Whoa. but that's okay. We don't no. need to go there. Not on our podcast. <laughs> not today. We good. We gonna keep talking about. We gonna keep talking about generational wealth. <laughs> but no, what was brilliant about it, like you said, with the trademark piece, they can't like nobody can use the whole the the phrase, mm-hmm. um, without having to come to see these two gentlemen. Yeah. And it's, it's that's how you protect it. That's yeah. what your question was. How do you pass that down? That's how you secure it. That's how you pass it down. Is a trademark? In. You lock it in, and, and, and it's and it's filed with the government. You know, and it's a process now. It takes it can take up to a year to get the whole trademark everything. When you go through everything with it, but it's definitely worth it because when it's yours, it's yours. Okay, that's 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 good stuff. To be honest with you, because I know now you hear a lot more about trademarking. Um, as of here, here lately, but before I don't, you know what I'm saying? Within the last two years, I don't think that was a big thing, you know? Um, Trademarking in the business world has always been a big thing, but because of the influx in businesses and, you know, what's yeah. the name of my business and things of that sort was my logo. Now it's, it's kind of going back to what i said let's start an llc yeah that's great you're starting an llc but when you talk about stuff like a trademark and making sure you own your brand and you own your name so while you can make you a couple of hundred maybe thousand dollars selling you some lip gloss what's the longevity in that are you really trying to be around forever doing that and if you are you need to get a trademark because guess what baby as soon as you blow up on instagram somebody gonna go in there and and buy the trademark for you and then they gonna own your brand yeah you gotta pay them then that'll be a whole nother situation so no just understanding that you have to have that trademark you need to make sure if you're writing books get it copyright you need to file it with the copyright office don't let nobody come and steal your stuff yeah that's your intellectual property that's true. That's true. Once you do that, then you can pass it down. That's how you have the generational, you know, the wealth of passing things down of that sort. But, but yeah, so that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> I love that. I like for real, that's really good. Um, because you, you really don't think about that. And then you create a, a wonderful idea and it blow up. And then, you know, somebody else is using it because you didn't do your due diligence. Exactly. Or you didn't have the understanding that, man. You know, this could be something. Or you were focused on the right now and not thinking about the future. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. Generational wealth. Right. Generational. Right. That's like not just your kids. That's your kids, 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 kids. That's your great, 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 great kids. Right. right. You got to see and think about the future. It's one thing to be like, I need to make these $60 right now. But if you can make 60000 then why would you do that? If you can make $6 million, 
why would you do that? Because you wanted the money right now. Just be having the mindset to see down the down the line, see later on, see the future. That's what you got to think about. Absolutely. That and even in the word it say, you know, a good man leaving inheritance for his kids and his kids' kids. You know, but I'm trying to push yeah. a couple generations after that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I am. We are. We are. We yeah. are. We're doing yeah. too much work right now to not do that. So absolutely, we are pushing it. Yeah, that's 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 wonderful. I I really um I really think that is important that one of one of my big thing is, things are being able to sit down and talk for real about money with your kids. I think that is paramount right now in these days because a lot of times they we 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 didn't we didn't talk money with our kids. We didn't show them the back ends of money and how money works. Well, you can't you can't sit down and and have a conversation though if you don't know yourself. You got to change the relationship, your own relationship yeah. with money. And that, that's, so you have I to be that's, transparent. That goes back to mindset, though. It does, but you have to be transparent. You know, when was the last time you wrote out a budget? Write out a budget. Make sure that your account is not being overdrawn. Make sure that you, you know, are, are doing the best with the money that you have. So before you try to teach your kids or anyone else for that matter, because it starts with the adults. A good steward. We, yeah. we have to be good stewards. And not only just be a good steward, but we have to get the knowledge and be willing to sit down and say, okay, what am I bringing in every month? What am I putting out every month? How much am I eating out? How much am I spending for gas? How much am I spending, you know, going out and hanging with friends? How much am I spending on clothing shopping and things like that? Write it out. Yeah. Give yourself a budget. So you, the reason why we're not seeing those conversations being had with children about how to manage money and what to do with it is because the adults aren't there yet. So we can't, and you don't want Ooh. to be teaching our children the wrong thing. And you know, it's just again, <laughs> right now, yeah. it's changing yeah. the relationship though that we have with money and understanding that you money, money comes, money it's a goes. It's, a tool. it's just a tool. The word of God says the love of money is the uh, root of all evil. Not money itself. It's the love of. If you love money, you do anything to get it. That's the root of all evil. Yeah. But money is a resource. It is a tool. We all need it. You need it to live you need it to survive period but yeah. we got to do better as adults of making sure that our relationship with money is on the up and up because if if our relationship with money if we getting evicted every other year if we not you know if our account is getting overdrawn every other month we can't teach our babies anything for people that are in that situation how do they fix it you got to first be willing to it? get the help. Like you fix it because you're like, okay, I need help. That's with any issue. Okay. So I need to take me a budgeting so class. I need to learn about, you know, finances as the adult. You have to take those necessary steps to get the help that you need. What do you think? How do you fix it? I, I think that you, like, like you said, you have to be honest about where you are financially. Yeah. You have to sit down and really take a hard look at, you know, where your holes are, you know, am, am, am I, am I overextended in this area? Am I eating? Like you say, am I eating out too much? Where, where I think once people see where their money goes, right. How they're spending their money. Then it kind of, it, it kind of bring the aha moment. Like, well, okay. That's, that's kind of excessive on a certain, certain area. No matter what the area is, it's always an area that you usually can tighten up and be like, mm, I, I, I can move that money to here and do better with that mon- this money. 
or even looking at your credit cards. Right. Paying all of the credit cards off, making sure that your credit score is solid. You know, that's a whole different piece. Making And, and once you have everything down and you see it, I think that really helps you to come up with a plan of execution and get yourself back onto a a a a playing field to make sure that you're maximizing your dollars. And that's and that's to be said with any area in life where you know there's potentially a struggle or a challenge. That could be said about, you know, health. That could be said about <laughs> many many different things. It's you being intentional and taking the time to set aside and say, okay, this is an area that I'm challenged with. This is an area that I'm struggling with. Let me sit down and see what I can do to fix this. How can I fix this? How can I make this better? How can I say, okay, if I want to make, because if you're not good with managing money, if you, you keep saying, oh man, let me get a million. Yeah. You get that million and it's going to go through your hands the same way a hundred dollars go through your hands. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know what to do with it when you get it. And that's not going to happen until you sit down and you take the, the necessary steps to fix it, to fix. OK, what is my relationship with money? What am I doing wrong here? What am I doing right? You you said something that struck uh, struck a, a thought process. Um, and for me, just thinking about it, generational wealth on the on the back end is is being healthy as well. Because it makes no sense to have all the money in the world and you can't enjoy it because you can't move. Absolutely. Um, or you can't you can't go to these places and enjoy yourself because it's a struggle within your body. Mm-hmm. And I think that that we don't talk about that as much. We don't talk look at that part of it as being a part of the whole generational wealth. We like we talk about the whole money and, and passing our assets and protecting assets. But we have to begin to protect our body as well. Yeah. We got to get to a point where we we want to be, um, we want our body to be optimal, be operating on an optimal level, on a premium level. And with us at McDonald's and, and, yeah, and Popeye's every no. day, no, that's it ain't going to get it. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Like that's, that's, that's my biggest thing now is becoming um, aware of what I'm putting in my body. Mm-hmm. Making sure that, you know, I'm trying to do better, eat better so that I, I'll i be around here for a while, <laughs> you know, absolutely. so that, that I'll be here to to tell the stories and be here to guide um, my daughters in, in, in directions to make sure that they're OK, even well after I'm gone. That's that's the key, though, what you just said. So it's not because, you know, y'all always laugh at me. I'm like, I'm going to be here for at least 100 years. I got a long <laughs> way to go. But it's not just for me to say that, you know, because I'm going to live long life and it's going to be lived abundantly and it's going to be lived in my right mind and it's going to be lived when I can jump up and walk around and do what I need to do. But also being able to be here for those generations that come behind to have the conversations with them and to love on them and to continuously pray for them. That's why for me being around for the for the years and years and years to come is important to me. Because that, again, is a part of me leaving that legacy. Absolutely. That that legacy, then that was that was a question you asked earlier. There's two different things. Generational wealth, leaving a legacy, that's different to me. Leaving a legacy looks like leaving a legacy of, of prayer, of love, of gentleness, of kindness. Leaving a legacy 
of having right relationships. That's the kind of legacy that I want to leave behind so that when I'm gone, people will remember, oh my gosh, you know, she, I remember I talked to her she said something to me to encourage me or to bless me or to, you know, make me laugh or to make me smile. That's what leaving a legacy is. When you leave, what will people remember? Right. When you leave, what will people remember that you said to them or that you did for them? You know, how did you make them feel when you came into their presence? That's what leaving a legacy behind means. Agree. Agree. That's beautiful. But coming to an end, what's your final words for the people? Generational wealth is good, folks. It's great. It's awesome. (laughs) It's wonderful. Just make sure you shift your relationship when it comes to money because it's not just always about money. Remember, money comes, money goes. Making money, that's not the issue. Generational wealth is so much deeper than that. So I want you to think about that as you, if you desire it, because some people don't, you know, they don't even think that way. But if you desire to leave generational wealth for your kids and their kids and their kids and their kids, your great, great, great grandkids, make sure you equate other factors outside of just getting an LLC or leaving them a a life insurance policy. I'd also say when you think about leaving a legacy, what does that look like to you? What do you want to leave behind? What do you want to be made known for? Right, right. When they put those dates on your tombstone, what is that dash in the middle going to mean? Yeah, yeah. What is that going to stand for? That's what you got to think about when you talk about leaving a legacy. Because again, from the day that you was born on this earth, the only one promise that you had is that you was going to leave here. So you're going to leave one day. And guess what? If you listening to this right now, that means that you still have time. You still have time to determine what your legacy is going to be. You still have time to work on getting your generational wealth in line and in place with your bloodline and with those to come behind you. Generational wealth isn't always just attached to your children. It can be your 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 nieces, your nephews, yeah, your yeah. siblings, your family, your bloodline. That's what generational wealth is. It's, it's, it's in your bloodline. So just like we have generational curses, we have generational blessings. blessings. That's right. That's right. And so while we we focus on I'm canceling, I just, and I Lord knows I'm one to do it. I've been praying and canceling every generational curse off of my bloodline. But I also decree and I declare, I speak generational blessings over my bloodline. Yes. Because my desire is that everyone that is attached to me is blessed. Whether it's a client with their business, whether it's my husband, whether it's my brothers, whether it's my 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 children. My desire and my prayer is that everyone attached to me is blessed. If for no other reason than the fact that they are attached to me. That's good. That's good. I would say Make sure that you protect it once you get it. Oh, yeah. Make sure that you protect it. Put the measures in place to even when you're in the grave, then you're still controlling the assets um, long after. And not only being able to protect it, have the conversations even with your elders. Go back and figure out the places, that the holes and places where they messed up at. Learn the land that they had. Learn learn the habits that they had. So now you know a blueprint. Now you could pray against the things that didn't work and you could use the things that did. Mm-hmm. But make sure that you come up with a plan to protect the generational wealth, which you created even after you're gone. Yeah. So with that being said, 
Peace, love, and blessing to you and yours. Everybody connected to y'all. Y'all be safe out there. God bless.